day four, Genesis 13 to 16. And once again, man, it's the first week. And so just constantly trying to reiterate. um, So, you know, don't think of this as a Bible survey, right? That you're going to be incredibly frustrated if you think of it like, yo, I came to this and they didn't even talk about Genesis chapter 13, verse 15. And I really had a question. That's not it. We're trying to read through this and we want to come away with meditations, devotional thoughts on God, something that you can carry with you through the course of the day while trying to walk through all of this and help you uh, make sense of it. So a lot of the most profound insights Mm. and connections um, are actually going to come from you as you read and you have thoughts on your own. And this may just spark a connection that leads you to Mm -hmm. take these truths into the life that you're going to live today that me and Keith have no clue of what you're going to (laughs) do. So yeah, that's the aim of this. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We can just jump right in. Genesis 13. Yeah. All right. Uh, Abraham and Lot split up. Uh, We've all heard this phrase, you know, walk by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Um, If there were a picture of that, or a story of that, it's Genesis 13. Mm. Uh, Abraham and Lot are so prosperous that Abraham, being the peacemaker, the peacekeeper, says, yo, Lot, you have first pick. (laughs) Take where you want to go. First pick, yeah. And the reason why you do that is because it's like, yo, hey, I already know who's on my team. Right. So it don't matter who you have, right? Um, (laughs) and, And so we have Lot walking by sight he sees and he says yo this land is green it's lush it's all of this Mm. and what genesis is going to do is it's going to draw our attention to the fact that this land was near sodom yeah and you see lot not going all the way to the wicked land lot's just going to be near and what you find is that when it comes Mm. to sin all you got to do is be near when it comes to eating the uh, fruit that God told you not to eat. All you got to do is touch it, right? Yeah. Charles Spurgeon said, um, the only thing that's needed to let a big thief through the front door is to let a small one through the window. Our life is defined by these tiny compromises that come as we walk by sight and not by faith. Abraham, who already has the promise of a God who's promised to bring a nation from a barren womb says, yo, if God's going to do that yeah. through a womb that's desolate, it ain't nothing for God to prosper me in a desolate land. And so we see them both go uh, their own way. And Abraham walks by faith. Yeah. And you see oh, man. Lot's the one that gets in trouble and Abraham has to go and save him. Yeah. 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 And it's even crazy, man. I just realized this just now. So like we're saying walk by faith and not by sight. God is so kind that when we walk by faith, he gives us glimpses of what we get. So Abraham is in Canaan. That's the land that his children are going to get. So he gets a glimpse of something. He's going to be dead and gone by that. But God gives him a glimpse because he's walking by faith. Yeah. And so we see just Abraham embodying Israel here, right? He's in the land right now, and Lot is not, right? Because he's walking by sight. And that's right. a theme that's mm. yeah, been trickling but uh, in this book. And then as we move to Genesis 14, like Abraham has to 
come and save Lot. Right. Out of his sin. Yeah. Right. Like he has to look out for his nephew um, and intercede. Yeah. Kind of on his behalf, man. It's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. Genesis 15. All right. Here we go. One of the most important chapters Woo. in your Bible. Wish we had time. Romans 4. Paul's going to come back to this. Yeah. It's Abraham doing what we all do, right? So he's this paragon of faith. All right, God, I'm going to choose the land that's broke. I trust you. Yes. But Genesis 15 starts off and he's like, yo, God, how can I trust you? I don't know. Yeah. How am I really supposed to know that you're going to come through, right? Mm. And y'all, this is the father of faith giving you permission to let you know Amen. that doubt doesn't have to extinguish faith, right? Doubt, when we direct it towards God, it's often the means where God begins to dialogue with us and our faith grows. Yeah. And so he says, God, how can I know? Mm. Um, and God gives him a promise in Genesis 15, 6 is the first time that God looks down and declares somebody righteous. righteous. It mm. said, Abraham believed God. He took God at his word, right? Faith. And he was declared righteous. righteous. Here's why this is important. Mm. Because after God does that, in verses 13 to 15, God is going to predict that Abraham's descendants are going to be enslaved in a land 430 years later. That's the exodus. Out of that, God saves them. And do you know what God gives them? The law. And so here's the point that Paul will make in Romans chapter 4. 400 years before the law was even given, God looks down and declares somebody righteous. So Paul's going to say, you can't tell me that righteousness comes by the works of the law because righteousness preceded the giving of the law by at least half a millennia. Come on. Mm. Yeah. And, at, and even in this, like Abraham asked, how can I know? And God says, all right, I'm going to have a covenant ceremony, right? right. I want you uh, to take these. So this is where y'all yeah. like read through and it's like, yo, why? Why is this happening? Why he cut them in half and split what, through? What right? is going on here? Right. This is an ancient covenant ceremony. We yeah, don't have time to give out all the details of what this would look like. But basically we see here that God has Abraham cut, cut the um, unblemished animals, right? And then God... Literally, the, the place where Abraham is, it goes dark. And so what God is trying to say, yo, I am initiating this relationship. And if I don't keep my promise, this is what will happen to me. That's why you have the fire, right? That's the theophany, a manifestation of God um, on earth walking through the cut pieces. And God is saying, if I don't fulfill my God promise. Saying, fam, if I don't come through. If I don't come through, this is what happened to me. <laughs> right. I'm not even telling you to walk through <laughs> right. because it's the holy... In a sense, it's dependent upon me. And then we say, well, how do we know God even kept this promise? Mm. If you're a Christian, yeah. Galatians 3 yeah. says that anybody who has faith is Abraham's seed. Right. So every time a Christian, come, every time somebody places their faith in Jesus, yeah. God was keeping this promise right. to Abraham. Yeah. It's amazing. Ah, man, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's yep. wild. Yeah. Your righteousness is not dependent on how well you keep the works of the law. Righteousness comes before the law. Righteousness is by faith. Hear this. It's always been by faith. It's not like in the Old Testament, people were saved by the law. No. And now when Christ came, it's all based on faith. No, no, no. Back here, even before Christ came, 
people's faith is in the fact that God will keep his word in the future. Yeah. So their faith is based on credit. Yeah. God will do it. Our faith right now is a debit, right? Debit. God has done. I'm pulling from what God has done in Christ, but it's all about Jesus. Yeah. How do I know I'm saved? How do I know God's love? God loves me? Right. How do I know God? I'm going to heaven when I die. Right. How do I know? How do I know? How do I know? We look at the new covenant, right? right. We look at God's covenant ratification ceremony at the cross. Yeah. And Jesus's resurrection. That's how we can be sure. A window. How do I know? You don't go to the mirror. You look outside. You go to the window. <laughs> Genesis 16. Just because you are a man of faith, just because you're righteous by God, don't mean you ain't flawed. The father of faith was flawed as well. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Abraham had faith and he was perfectly and completely righteous. Yeah. But his faith was imperfect. And so we see like him all of us. Yeah. yeah, trying to solve a problem that God set up mm. his own way instead of saying, yo, if God put a roadblock here in place, I've got to have faith that God's going to take care of the roadblock. God's never going to move as quick as we want him to move. Uh, but our thing is faith often looks like patience and waiting for God to do what God says that he'll do. Yeah. And even at the end of Genesis 16, we see that man, our decisions have consequences, right? Mm. So Sarah like gets jealous, right? right? And she is the one who told him- You came up with the you idea. Up, you came up with the idea and we have here Sarah getting jealous <laughs> and it's like, you don't even like the, the fruit of your own sin, right? right. Mm. And, and, that's, and that's us, right? Yeah. We make these decisions outside of the bounds God has told us to. Right. And then we get mad. Right, <laughs> right. Then we get mad. But it's like, like they did it and God is still kind and gracious to her. And to them and to Hagar um, yeah. for the fact that he says he will take care of her. And so, yeah, we just see a, a beautiful picture of God here still, again, being gracious to Even people. Even in the midst of our flaws and our faults, <sighs> God is gracious. Still gracious. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Same is true with you today. God is gracious in the midst of your flaws and your faults. Amen.